Thanks to this season's presenting sponsor, Driscoll's. Only the finest berries. Hello, young chefs, and welcome back to Mystery Recipe! I'm Molly Birnbaum, Editor-in-Chief of America's Test Kitchen Kids. And I'm Bitsy, Oven Mitt, co-host of this show, and Molly's right-hand gal. Every week on Mystery Recipe, we'll be talking about the fun, fantastical, and fascinating sides of a different kitchen ingredient. And at the end of the season, we'll use all the ingredients to cook a mystery recipe together. And we have a high-fiber episode lined up for today. That's right, I guess. Just working with what we've got. It's day two of Oat Week, and we're going to let things steep with a boiling round of tricky trivia. Then... Chad is back with a chef in the fanciest of places who knows all about elevating a meal for Ask a Grown-Up and will bake to a crispy finish with a round of How-To Time with Andrea. Ah, I'm so excited! Me too. This whole episode is sure to be out of this world. We're about to know this ingredient inside and out. (laughs) That was a good one. I barely got it. This season on Cereal. Grains. Oat milk. Is it worth it? Ah, let's get to the theme while we're ahead. Looks good. I bet it tastes good. Ooh. I'm on to you, Molly. Mystery recipe. You have a great, serious news voice, Molly. Today on Mystery Recipe, something very important. Riveting! I'm hooked! Hey, boss. Hey, boss's boss. Parker! Right on cue. Good to see you. We're practicing our serious podcasting voices. Oh, you mean like this? Coming up on Mystery Recipe, it's tricky trivia. Watch out. Nice one. You're both great at this. Okay. Here's mine. Yellow. Listening, listen, heads. We are making news and not taking enough breaks over here in Chicago. Eh, it's a work in progress. Just keep practicing. But later, because right now it's time for Tricky Trivia. Woohoo! I am so ready for this. In Tricky Trivia, I will say a fact about our special ingredient theme, and Parker gets to help the listeners guess whether it's true or false. Here's your first one. True or false, you can find all of these types of oats in the grocery store. Whole, steel-cut, rolled, old-fashioned, quick, instant, and gluten-free. So true or false, are those all types of oats you can find at the grocery store? Cotton fibers. There are a lot of options, but those names are all so familiar. Avena was so informative, as well as right cool. She had a real vibe, didn't she? I bet I would, too, if I just got to sway in the wind all day, though. How much fresh air, not to mention the vitamin D. Oh, I'm rambling. Sorry about that. I'll say true. Correct. As we know from Avena, all oats start as a thick seed from the oat plant. Whole oats, called groats, resemble grains of brown rice. Groats can be sold whole, 
chopped into smaller pieces to make steel-cut oats, steamed and then squashed into flat disks for rolled, or sometimes called old-fashioned oats, or cooked, dried, and rolled ultra-thin for quick or instant oats. Didn't you also say gluten-free, Molly? We learned that gluten is made from certain proteins found in flour. Wouldn't oats naturally be gluten-free? Oats are naturally gluten-free, so when they are labeled as such, it simply means those oats were kept in separate fields and away from equipment used to mill other grains that might have gluten, like wheat. So many oats that all come from the same plant. Okay, ready for your next one? True or false, Irish oats all come from Ireland. Well, this one sounds obvious. It's right there in the name. But this is called tricky trivia. I bet you're trying to trick me with this question. Double butt, I caught on to your tricky, tricky ways last week. So being tricky as you are, you may be trying to double trick me with this one. I'm on to you, Molly. Or at least I think I am. I may have lost track of my logic a little bit here, but I am going to say true. False. I'm not quite as tricky as you think I am, Parker. Some Irish oats do come from Ireland, of course, but mainly Irish oats is another term for steel-cut oats. This is because one very popular brand of steel-cut oats, McCann's, has been grown in Ireland for 150 years. Ugh, you always get me with those. When I hear all or none in the question, I should know it's false. It's hard for something to be all one thing or another. If I've learned anything in this internship, it's that life is not usually so clear-cut. Or rolled, for that matter. Wise words, Parker. Okay, next one. For this last true or false, I thought we could do something a little more personal. So, true or false, my favorite way to eat oatmeal is steel-cut, soaked overnight before cooking, served with butter, cinnamon, and sugar. Whoa, Molly, dropping some juicy tabloid-level Molly news here. Okay, that was steel-cut, soaked overnight before cooking, served with butter and cinnamon and sugar. Got it? Got it. That sounds delicious. Well... Soaking overnight sounds a little weird, but seeing as Mitzi is enthusiastically writing this all down, I'm going to trust that she knows you pretty well. True. Exactly. True. Soaking steel-cut oats overnight is actually a really clever way of reducing the cooking time of these hearty oats. Because you've soaked them overnight, they only need a few minutes of cooking in the morning for the oats to be perfectly tender. Genius! Well, two out of three today. Not bad. Nicely done. Thank you, Parker. All right, up next, our friend Chad is back with another edition of Ask a Grown-Up. Today, he's talking to Chef Edgar Cano from the Four Seasons Hotel in Atlanta and Bar Margot, all about how to elevate a dish. But first, it's time for a word from our sponsors. Grown-ups, these ads are for you. Hey, grown-ups! If you're anything like me, it's easy to let grocery shopping fall to the bottom of your to-do list. Let's go. 
Kroger's grocery delivery service has taken the stress out of the process. You don't even need to leave your house. Shop online and get fresh groceries delivered to your house in as little as an hour. And who doesn't love a delivery? My daughter Olive sure does. It's a Pax's. What do you think is in it? I don't know. This is all special for you, Olive. The nice people at Kroger sent us all these snacks just for you. Learn more at Kroger.com. What does that look like? A tree. A tree? It kind of looks like grapes. And what's that? Hi, grown-ups. We wanted to tell you about Driscoll's raspberries. So we asked some kids about them. So what can you tell me about raspberries? A raspberry is a small red berry. It tastes like a combination of sour and sweet. It's a berry, and it listens to jazz. Like smooth jazz, like that kind. How about sharing? What can you tell me about sharing? Sharing with someone is about you got something that another person likes, but they didn't get it, and you share it. It's because making other people happy. Sharing is pretty important. Being nice is also important because you might get karma. Driscoll's worked hard to be able to share their raspberries with you. They searched high and low for the perfect variety that is sweet and delicious all year round. Show them how you share Driscoll's raspberries by using hashtag SweetnessWorthSharing on Instagram and Twitter. If you listen to smooth jazz, make sure you are not on a bush. You may be mistaken for a raspberry. And we're back, just in time for Ask a Grown-Up. Take it away, Chad. Thanks, Molly. Today I'm talking to Chef Edgar Cano. Chef Edgar is the executive chef at the Four Seasons Hotel in Atlanta, as well as at the restaurant Bar Margot. I talked to him about what it's like to be a chef at a fancy hotel and how to elevate a dish. Chef Cano, can I ask you to introduce yourself for us, please? My name is Edgar Cano. I'm the executive chef at the Four Seasons Atlanta, and I've been with the company for over 23 years. And it's been a journey, and I love it. How did you begin your journey as a chef? I think when I was uh, in elementary school, that's when I decided to uh, make Halloween my first custom. And it was a chef outfit with the hat and everything. And all that started because I love to cook with my grandmother. So my passion started very early when I was, I think, eight. And it has continued all the way to now. So, Chef, once you knew that you wanted to become a chef, how did you start a professional career in kitchens? Like, uh, I started basically my first paid position. I was actually the assistant of the potato pillar. And that's how I started washing vegetables, uh, running food up and down from one kitchen to another. And then uh, some of the chefs took time to tell me, okay, this is how you can better peel a carrot, for example. This is how you have an easy time cleaning garlic and things like that. And that's when I started uh, appreciating that people that were teaching me, and uh, at the end, one of them told me, one of my mentors told me, well, yeah, I've taught you a lot. Now it's your time to continue the, the journey, to continue teaching others so that knowledge is not lost, but transmitted to next generations. That's amazing. We talk a lot on our show about giving back, and that's sort of the same idea of people took the time to teach you, and so now it's your opportunity to give that time back and to teach other people. 
That is correct. It's important, uh, as you said, to give back to the community. I think uh, kids are doing a lot nowadays to give back to the community and they should not stop. They should continue that because sometimes they are the ones that will push their adults, their parents, to give back to the community because they may have more um, resources like money or time than the kids. But if the idea is there and uh, the goodwill is there, the parents, we will listen and we will do what our kids want as well. Chef, we're talking to you today as part of Oat Week on our show, and we saw that you have an oatmeal dish on your menu. Can you tell me a little bit about it? Certainly. So we have still cut oats that are cooked and then served with some uh, blueberries and some agave. And the reason why we do that is because oatmeal or oats could be something very simple that you can find anywhere. But here at the hotel, we decided to make it uh, more interesting, a little bit more upscale or uh, let's call it fun dining, but focusing on the antioxidant side of the oats. So oats are by nature antioxidant, that's something that helps your body to prevent from getting sick, for example. And by adding the blueberries that are also high in antioxidants and the agave, it keeps a good balance. So you said upscale. One word that I've heard before is elevated. Can I ask you what it means to elevate a dish? Yes, for example, in the culinary world, in the kitchen, what we say elevated, it's when you have something that some people will consider, oh, something I can find every day in the groceries or in my refrigerator, and make it, cook it, or prepare it in a different way so that people will say, wow, this is something that I would have never imagined that could have been done with this ingredient. And uh, taking the steel-cut oatmeal, we don't use the flat uh, roll because Although they cook faster, they have a much softer texture. We prefer the steel cuts that will retain the texture, so that's not so mushy, but more like a little bit of a crunchy on the inside, and then elevate them that with uh, blueberries, with agave, and almond milk, of course. Can I ask you where you get your inspiration for new dishes? I get inspirations when I cook with my kids at home. I get inspiration when we go together to the groceries, even when we watch or listen to podcasts about food or any uh, cooking show, inspiration, it's all over us. It's once we take it and turn it into an action that it creates the dishes that we have in a restaurant. But as long as you're open and humble, you can get inspirations anywhere in the world. Chef, can I ask you what advice you have for kids who have their sights on becoming a chef? Definitely. In order to be a chef, you have to love food. So I know that I have a son and uh, believe me, Broccoli and him never were good friends, but now he's starting to get it because I've been able to cook it in different ways. So you have to love food. You have to enjoy when you eat. And then after that, it's like all the careers. It doesn't matter if you want to be an engineer or a chef or a pilot. Uh, You have to be dedicated and you have to make sure that you can Um, in other words, work long hours that you will invest so that your future will be brighter. Thank you so much for this conversation today, Chef Hecker. It was really wonderful talking to you. Thank you very much, and uh, thank you for taking the time for this interview. Cotton fibers. I want to try and elevate all my food from now on. Well, you don't have to elevate everything, Parker. There's a time and place, you know? 
Yeah, I'm not going to spend the time to elevate each and every dish just when I'm feeling fancy or making a meal for my loved ones, and we want it to be extra special. Speaking of extra special, it's Andrea! Hey there, Andrea. Hi, Molly. Hi, Mitzi. Andrea's a test cook here at America's Test Kitchen Kids. That means she works on developing recipes and experiments for our cookbooks and things like the Young Chefs Club boxes. Grown-ups, you can find out more about all that fun stuff by going to atkkids.com. How's Oat Week going? Girl! See what they did there? Do you get it? Nice one, Parker. Ready for today's technique? Yep. What's on deck for today? Well, this week we're going to talk about one of the most popular ways to cook oats. Can you guess what it is? Hmm. Is it soaking steel-cut oats overnight? That's how Molly does it. No, but that is a delicious way to do it. Then, I think probably cooking them on the stove, right? Like to make oatmeal. That's right, Parker. But I'm looking for something a little bit more specific. Can you describe how you would cook oatmeal for breakfast? I would put the oats in a pot, then add some water, then boil them. Is that it? Is it boiling? Yes. We're going to talk about boiling versus simmering today. Oh, what a fun word. Simmering. I've heard the word simmering before, but I'm not exactly sure I know what it means. Simmering is when you heat a liquid until small bubbles gently break the surface. Oh, so like pre-boiling, right? Like a little bit boiling? Right. When you're heating something liquid on the stove, first you'll see small bubbles begin to form. That's when you've reached a simmer. Eventually, when large bubbles start to form, that's when your liquid is boiling. I wish I could see it in action. Say, you wouldn't happen to have everything set up for us to demonstrate, would you? Of course I do, Parker. You know me so well. They don't call me nearly graduated intern for nothing. We don't call you nearly graduated intern at all, Parker. Mitzi's not quite there yet, remember? Oh, that's right. Sorry, boss. Not nearly. Farley. Farley, stay forever intern. I just meant that I know how things work around here. You sure do. I'm impressed. Well, I have a small pot of water here on the stove. I'm going to turn the heat up high so we can watch what happens. What shall we do while we wait? Uh, don't worry about that. We're going to just fast forward through the pesky waiting for water to boil part. You know, a watched pot and all of that. I don't know, actually. What happens to a watched pot? It never boils. What? Not even if it gets really hot. Oh, no. It will eventually. It's okay, Parker. It's just an old saying. It means that if you are staring at something, waiting for it to happen, time feels like it moves very slowly. Amazing. Let's fast forward then. Uh, I've been fast forwarding all season. Those could have all been precious moments we spent together. Uh, No more. Curse you, Button. You've stolen so much from me. It's okay, Mitzi. Take a deep breath. We need that button. It's just the boring waiting stuff we're missing anyways. Oh, look. There are little bubbles starting to form all around the edges of the pot. Is that a simmer? It sure is. 
When a liquid is simmering, those little bubbles will form and break the surface infrequently. At a full boil, large bubbles will break the surface constantly and rapidly, which we will be able to see for ourselves in just a few more minutes. I can't wait! Do you mind, boss? No, I'm just gonna go for a quick walk. I need some fresh air. It looks like our water is boiling, Parker. Do you want to take a look and tell our listeners at home what you see? There are a lot of big bubbles in the pot now. The surface of the water is moving a lot, and there's steam coming from the pot, too. Great description, Parker. This is what your water or cooking liquid should look like if a recipe says, bring to a boil. A full boil will cook food more rapidly and at a higher temperature than simmering. When you see the word simmer in a recipe, it means you're cooking something gently, like a soup or a sauce that you wouldn't want to scorch on the bottom of the pan. What about when you're cooking oatmeal? Don't you have to boil and simmer? That's a great question. There are a lot of recipes that call to bring something up to a boil and then turn the heat down to low to simmer it. There are different reasons for this. For instance, in the case of oats, if we left the water at a full boil, all of the liquid would evaporate before the oats are cooked through, and then the oats would burn. Turning the heat down and simmering the oats means the liquid in the pot evaporates more slowly, giving them more time to cook through. That was amazing! You brought that lesson in at a boil, Andrea. I'm gonna let it simmer for a while. Thank you as always, Andrea. Anytime, Parker. We'll see you next week for our final lesson. Thanks, Andrea. Well, that's about all the time we have today, but we'll be back next time to beat the clock in our pressing questions segment, followed by something lyrical in our wild card. Want to help me take us out, Parker? Do I ever? And remember, at the end of the season, we'll be using all of our ingredients in a very special mystery recipe to cook together. Can you guess what it is? If you love Mystery Recipe, be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. That way, you won't miss an episode. And if you like our show, leave us a review. It helps other people find us. Until then, keep Keep on on cooking. cooking. Mystery Recipe is hosted by me, Molly Birnbaum, and I am a bottle of Heinz tomato ketchup. Chad Chennai is our writer and producer. He is a cupcake. Our executive producer is Caitlin Kelleher. She's a salty sweet chocolate chip cookie. Megan Bagala was the associate producer for this episode. She's a vegetable frittata. Scoring, sound design, and mixing by Matt Boynton of Ultraviolet Audio. He's the cherry on top. Jonathan Roberts composed our theme music and is a fizzy drink. Our post-production supervisor is Ken Margolis in Artichoke. Our production manager is Diane Knox, who is also broccoli. Jack Bishop is the chief creative officer of America's Test Kitchen. He's a garden-grown green zebra tomato. David Nussbaum is our CEO, and he's a homemade ravioli. Special thanks to our senior science editor, Paul Adams, our deputy editor, Kristen Sargianis, executive food editor, Susanna McFerrin, assistant editor, Katie O'Hara, senior editor, Afton Cyrus, test cook, Andrea Vavjan, and test cook, Cassandra Loftlin. This episode featured the voices of Kira O'Sullivan and Neo Sihi. 
Special thanks to our intern, Eve Bishop, as well as Chef Edgar Cano from Bar Margot. Thanks again to our sponsors, Kroger and Driscoll's. Mystery Recipe is a production of America's Test Kitchen Kids. Today on This America's Test Kitchen Life, I go way back and speak to my own mother. Thanks, Oliver. It's getting there. Hi, grown-ups. I wanted to tell you a little bit about our newsletter. If you love the fun food content we share on Mystery Recipe, then sign up today for our ATK Kids newsletter to receive even more recipes, activities, and stories from me straight to your inbox. As a mom of two, I always try to include things that are important to my family, and it's a great way to hear about all the new things we are cooking up at ATK. Plus, every new email added will be entered for a chance to win three free ATK Kids books for toddlers through teens. We'll draw 10 winners every month while the promotion lasts. And we have some great books available all the time. Head to atkkids.com newsletter to sign up today for your chance to win.